the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is a generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you'll enjoy from my friend, Dennis Prager. Going straight to my distinguished guest, one of my favorite, Andrew McCarthy, known to friends as Andrew, naturally known to friends as Andy. Who calls you Andrew, by the way? Does your Did your late mother, if you, or is living mother? Uh, my mother is uh, alive and well, thank God, Dennis. Oh, great. When I hear Andrew, it makes me, uh, it, it makes me think she's annoyed at me. I knew it. That's why I asked it. I just had, everybody has that. It's, it's, but everybody else calls you Andy. That's right. Are you married? I am married. Yes. Does your wife ever call you Andrew? No. Do you she ever? Calls me, she calls me a lot worse. Than <laughs> okay, I get it. By the way, before you come on my show, is there a slight trepidation? What will Dennis do? <laughs> what will he ask that has nothing nah, to do with... this is the most fun I, I will have uh, all week, so I'm delighted. <laughs> That's great. All right, Ed, Andrew McCarthy, ladies and gentlemen, you probably know, but if you don't, senior editor at National Review, legal analyst for Fox News, former federal prosecutor. You have a piece out in The Hill... Which is remarkable. Andrew McCarthy, colon, that's you. Stone indictment makes clear there was no Trump-Russia conspiracy. Now, before we get into that, uh, your your very powerful uh, piece, l- let's just talk about Roger Stone for a moment. And if I may begin, you as a former prosecutor would be able to answer this question. I believe there were 17 FBI vehicles with uh, blazing lights going in with bulletproof vests in the middle of the night. I'm sorry? 29 agents. Uh, Can you explain that to a layman like me, why that was necessary? I don't think it was necessary. I understand that you're you're quite right. There were so many... uh, government vehicles on the street that CNN almost wasn't able to find a parking space, so that was unfortunate. Um, But there's no reason to have treated this man as if he were... I mean, basically, this is the the treatment that's reserved for terrorists and and serious... Yeah, uh, right, 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 or mafia, mafia kings. Right. So, I mean, even if they thought, Dennis, that there was a chance that uh, that he could destroy evidence, that would be a rationale for sending agents to do a normal search warrant uh, rather than call 
the man's lawyer and tell him to report to the courthouse and surrender, which is what I think they should have done under these circumstances. I don't see any conceivable reason for the bells and whistles and SWAT team and that number of agents and that number of vehicles. And I would point out that by the end of the morning, he was released on bail just on the basis of his signature on a bail bond without having to post any property. I think he had to promise to pay $250,000 if he didn't show up for future court appearances. But it it doesn't make sense that you treat somebody Mm -hmm. the way they treated him and at the same time then let him walk out the door a couple of hours later. Right, with a signature. So uh, it, it obviously necessitates the question, who do you think ordered this? It has to have been. It, it couldn't have happened without Mueller ordering it or Mueller's staff, whoever was running this operation. And I must point out, it's not singular in this investigation. In connection with Manafort, uh, they raided his home in Virginia based on a search warrant, but they also evidently got permission from a judge to execute it before 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, they broke in in the middle of the night between two days when he was voluntarily appearing to cooperate with two different congressional committees about the same thing, and under circumstances where the Mueller team well knew that he had highly respected Washington counsel, that they could easily have uh, let the lawyer know uh, that they wanted him to surrender documents, and they could have described what they wanted him to surrender. Um, if they didn't want to do it that way, they they certainly didn't have to do it by raiding his home uh, in the middle of the night. But when they're flexing their muscles, that's what they do. Well, so that calls for another question. Has this been done when the when conservatives were in charge of the FBI or of investigations? Well, you know, I I think there's a long history of episodes of overkill in connection with uh, arrests and searches. Uh, Sometimes there's explanation for it. Um, I don't recall in any political case or white-collar case this kind of thing. Now, you know, I do remember because I was in the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York in uh, in the 80s, I remember uh, a lot of negative publicity over the fact that uh, in the Wall Street investigations, uh, you know, people got uh, frog marched out in handcuffs, and uh, it was embarrassing for a lot of them to be marched from the FBI to the office to the courthouse. Um, But I don't, off the top of my head, do I remember something on this scale for a white-collar criminal? which is what this would be if he's convicted, particularly under circumstances where, after all the heavy breathing in the first 20 pages of the indictment, you flip to the back and the guy's charged in seven process crimes for doing things like uh, telling Congress that uh, all of his communications with one guy were uh, oral when it turns out that some of them were by text. I mean, that's not a good thing. Uh, I don't think anybody should lie to Congress, but... Really? You know, SWAT team for that? Okay, so I just want my listeners to understand why I fear the left. This type of behavior I associate with third world dictatorships, 
they yell that Trump is a fascist and and we are leaving a free democracy, but it is they, it seems to me, who employ the methods that we would associate with a dictatorship. I am embarrassed as an American at what the FBI did, and I can't believe that it helps the FBI's reputation to send 29 agents to Roger Stone's house. Yeah, I, look, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't think you have to be a Roger Stone fan to look at this and say there's something that seems really wrong about this. Okay. You're very fair, and I wanted to bounce this off you, who's been in that world and, and knows it well. So now back to the, the reason for the original invitation to you. You, your headline is, and I read your piece, Stone Indictment makes clear there was no Trump-Russia conspiracy. That's quite a statement. You, th- so the, the very indictment of Stone leads you to that conclusion. Yes. Well, I think it leads me to that conclusion because we're on a, a, a continuum, Dennis, in terms of his Mueller's indictments that we've seen for the last year. The two against the the two Russian enterprises, the, the troll farm case and the uh, intelligence officers who, who did the hacking, that indictment, uh, both of those seem to preclude the possibility of any conspiracy with anyone on the American side, not just the Trump campaign, but anyone, because from what they allege there, it looked like what the what the Russians wanted was deniability. They didn't need or want anyone in on what they were doing. And some of their operations were actually against Trump. So now we flash forward to this indictment. And if you think about it, the theory that Mueller has uh, 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 articulated over time, and I think this is borne out by what the intelligence committees put out before uh, or the intelligence agencies put out before Mueller came along, is that Russia caused this hacking by its network of uh, hackers, which include its intelligence agencies. They somehow transmit the materials to uh, WikiLeaks, and then from there, they WikiLeaks puts it out uh, in the public domain through its media sources. Uh, what this indictment of Stone shows is that the Trump campaign didn't even know what WikiLeaks had and had to turn to Stone, who, who, by the way, also didn't know what they had. Uh, but they turned to him because he, he seemed to have uh, or he broadcast himself as having. All right. We're going to continue in a moment. Andrew McCarthy, senior editor, National Review, former federal prosecutor, legal analyst, Fox News, has a piece up in The Hill that the Roger Stone indictment makes clear there was no Trump-Russia conspiracy. And and in very simple phrasing, the reason that you say this is that none of what he's indicted on or charged with has to do with Russia and Trump, correct? Correct. He is charged in process crimes. He is not charged with having committed any crime until the investigation started, and it appears what he's alleged to have done is obstructed an investigation into a conspiracy that I don't think existed. So a number of people's lives have been ruined over nothing. 
Well, I don't think it's nothing that, you know, to the extent that the investigation is, is supposed to be uh, mapping out the uh, depth and, and scope of Russia's interference in our election so that we can try to protect ourselves in the future, I'm supportive of, of that. But in terms of this whole business of, of suggesting, which the FBI in an extraordinary public statement in a House uh, congressional hearing did in March 17, suggesting that the, that the Trump campaign coordinated in Russia's espionage attacks, the hacking uh, that was uh, directed at the election. Um, I, I certainly think that that was overkill. And I, for the life of me, other than the Steele dossier, Dennis, which is not verified so far as we know, I've been watching this pretty closely for a couple of years now. Uh, I don't know of any other evidence that they had that Trump and Russia were involved in a conspiracy together. What do you think the final report will say? I believe that what we're seeing is all of the people around Trump uh, who are, you know, all these key players in the campaign are being uh, convicted of crimes. And my sense is that uh, Mueller, who's an old Justice Department and FBI guy, and a number of his staff, which were recruited from the supposedly conflicted Justice Department, no one's been able to explain that one either, why we needed a, a special counsel because it was a conflict of interest that prevented the Justice Department from investigating, but yet Mueller was able to recruit people from the top of the Justice Department. Hmm. Um, but I think that they will want to try to justify why the investigation, this extraordinary uh, probe by the incumbent administration against the presidential campaign of the opposition party, uh, why that happened. I think they'll want to try to justify, they'll try to say that there was reason for that. And the way they'll try to do that is by showing that uh, all these people around Trump uh, are bad people who engaged in felonies and a number of whom had troubling connections to Russia. I'm, I'm quiet because I'm processing this. Yeah, I think I, basically, I think they're going to say there was no right. No, I, I followed. Right, but but, but, but uh, he was surrounded by bad guys who did have connections, but none of the connections right. seemed to have been a conspiracy with regard to the election in any event. Even the bad guys didn't do anything collusion, collusionary. Yes, but Dennis, they believed the Steele dossier. Uh, now, I think it was pushing on an open door because it fed right into their predispositions about Trump, but they would not have gone to the FISA court with it unless they believed it or at least badly wanted to believe what was in it. And I think they expected that eventually they'd be able to corroborate it, and they never did. Who appoints special counsels? Who was the ultimate authority? It should be the attorney general. In this instance, the attorney general was already recused from the investigation, so it was the deputy attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, right. who appointed Mueller. So it's not uh, – if President Trump – see, I would like I would like a special prosecutor to look into the FBI and the NSA and how the FISA warrant was achieved to begin with. Yeah, I, I I don't like the special counsel. Oh, I want it abolished. I agree with you. But I do believe 
that the only way to abolish it is is to use it so that the left understands we can do it too. <laughs> You're right. That's how they got rid of the independent counsel statute once it was turned on. Yes, that's right. It wasn't so great. Yes, right. but it didn't help because we have an independent counsel. We just don't have a yeah, statute. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's under a different. It's under, right. It's under, uh, <laughs> yes. it's under a different set of regs now. It, it reports directly to the. Justice Department rather than to a court, but you're right. Are you troubled? And, and, and don't say yes because I I am. I, 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 I you know you're a strong man. I don't have to tell you that, but I I just want to reinforce that it's okay to say you're not. In fact, I hope you're not. But are you troubled by the way Stone and Manafort have been treated and Flynn, for that matter? Yes, I think it's very troubling. I, I, I each one of those. I am not troubled by prosecuting people for lying to investigators. And if it turns out that Stone did that, I'm, I'm not at all bothered by that. And, you know, I think they changed the rules of the game on Manafort uh, after the fact. that You know, for years, the Justice Department didn't prosecute people for uh, working as foreign agents uh, without registering. Now, suddenly, in Mueller's investigation, they do that. Uh, but it does look like he had some pretty serious uh, law violations, and he's been com- convicted by a jury. I don't have a problem with that. I have a big problem with treating white-collar criminals who aren't dangerous terrorists as if they were. And I think the process uh, with respect to those two guys uh, was itself a penalty in, in many ways. And I, I to, to this day, don't understand what happened with Flynn. I mean, I think we have to take Flynn at his word when he says that he lied to the investigators, but the guys who were in the room with him uh, who asked him the questions did not think that he lied to them, and then suddenly they were second-guessed after Mueller's investigators came in, so I'd really like to know how that decision got made. Andrew McCarthy? No, no, I'm sorry. You'll think I'm angry at you. Andy McCarthy? (laughs) (laughs) You're a pleasure. You're a font of information and a joy to talk to. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, where they're preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.